Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> Kia ora everybody, I'm Jordan, host of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories, and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care, and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. I just wanted to say another massive thank you to Elevate for jumping on board and sponsoring this episode of the podcast. You would have heard their sponsorship throughout a few episodes recently, and I really appreciate their help. It means I can bring you more episodes every week, which is awesome. Elevate with iodine exists to give every baby the best start in life. In this episode of the podcast, I chat with Libby Jean about the birth of her two sons, and she takes us through her two quite different experiences, as well as talks through her journey back to fitness postpartum, which she was really passionate about before having babies, and also what it was like to make the jump from one to two. So I hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast, and just before we jump into it, I wanted to give you our next tips from Elevate. So I've got three really handy tips for you in terms of pregnancy or postpartum, and I just wanted to share those with you now. So first one, supplement your diet. Having a new baby at home can make it difficult to stay on track with your diet. Elevate breastfeeding can help you meet your increased nutritional requirements and for those of your baby. Fertility window. Your most fertile time and the best time to have sex in order to increase your chances of conceiving are those few days leading up to and including ovulation. If you wait until you have ovulated to have sex, the sperm may not reach the egg in time for fertilization to take place. Sperm, on the other hand, can survive for several days inside your body waiting for the egg to be released. Talk to family and friends. If you feel comfortable doing so, it's a good idea to talk to close family and friends about wanting to start a family. This may help you and your partner better understand what's involved and the things you need to do to prepare. It can provide both of you with an important support network too. Thanks again, Elevate, for sharing those tips with us. I hope you find something handy in there that is useful to you and your journey at the moment. Now let's jump into the episode. Hi, Libby Jean. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about you and who's in your family? Yeah, sure. So um, my name's Libby Jean. I'm 25 years of age. Um, I have two beautiful boys, Cruz and Miller. Cruz is three, uh, nearly three, well, three in August, and um, Miller is six months. Um, I have a fiancé called Jordan, and we live in in Auckland um yeah so I guess that's a bit about us yeah awesome and what was the journey like to pregnancy for you guys the first time around well this is an interesting one um I was 21 when I fell pregnant with Cruz my first um it was quite a surprise to say the least um but yeah it was yeah it was a big shock initially but um once we got over that initial shock it was quite amazing um 
I did really feel that it was so meant to be. Um, my father-in-law at the time had quite advanced cancer and I just feel like it kind of happened for a reason. It just felt quite special. Um, so yeah, I guess that's a bit about the first pregnancy. Yeah. And how did you find out that you were pregnant? Did you miss a period or you had other symptoms? Um, yeah. So I was actually training for a half marathon when I got pregnant um, and I was doing really amazing with my training. And then one day I just really couldn't run. Like I it literally, yeah. physically, I could not run. And it was just so bizarre. And um, I was like, something's not right. I didn't have those, um, I, I guess you say the typical symptoms as such, but yeah. um, I did miss a period. So I was like, mm, well, let's just quickly do a pregnancy <laughs> test. Um, and there we were, pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. And how were you feeling from there? Did you have any morning sickness or other pregnancy symptoms sort of throughout your first and second trimesters? Um, yes. Yeah, so in terms of sickness, I was extremely lucky. I didn't have anything major. Um, my, I, I guess my major symptom was tiredness. Um, I was quite tired, quite fatigued, but, um, that's about it. I was so, so lucky with the symptoms. I didn't really have any. Yeah. Awesome. And did you do the sort of standard testing that's offered in New Zealand and find out the sex and stuff like that at 20 weeks? Um, so yes, we did find out the gender with my first, we at 20 weeks, but with my second with um, Miller, we couldn't wait and we decided to find out in about 10 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. No, we were the same. Um, I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't wait either. So I can relate to that for sure. Cool. And did you guys sort of have much of a birth plan or go to any antenatal classes or anything like that for your first pregnancy? Yeah. So we, we went to our antenatal classes, the six week classes, uh, super, super informative. And I highly recommend if that is, um, something you can get to, um, we really enjoyed it. Um, in terms of birth plan, we did have a loose birth plan and I had the beautiful birth plan of birthing in the water and drug free and la di da di da but yeah it didn't really pan out that way <laughs> <laughs> yeah and do you want to take us through sort of how your labor started and how far along you were yeah sure so I went quite overdue with cruise I was 13 days overdue and going quite crazy, to be honest. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think it was about two thirty in the uh, in the middle of the night when I started to get quite crampy, and then um, went to the bathroom. I I had a stretch and sweep the morning the b- beforehand, and um, she said, you know, you might bleed, righty righty rah. And so I had a pad in, and when um, I felt a little trickle, and I, I guess it was my waters had broken, but when I looked and to see what was going on, it was brown. So when I text my midwife and she said, send me a picture. And so I sent her a picture, quite random, um, that <laughs> she was like, you need to get to the hospital right away. Um, that's meconium in the waters. So um, sure enough, we were racing to the <laughs> racing to the hospital. Very early morning, no traffic, which was great. So um, as soon as I got to the hospital, I was hooked up to Syntocin and uh, things escalated quite quickly um, and very painfully. <laughs> and so I think I was maybe three hours down and it was just absolute, absolute agony with the Syntocin. So I was super, super lucky. I didn't have um, much time to wait to get an epidural um, and it was really, really quick, really easy. And from that point onwards, it was a breeze. <laughs> 
Um, no yeah. pain. Great. As high as cream pie. Um, <laughs> floated my way through it. My best friend was, um, actually with me at the time and, um, she did, did my makeup beautifully and, um, <laughs> My mum was in the room. My sister was in the room. Jordan was in the room. Uh, and Jordan's mum and Nana were actually at the hospital at the time, just waiting, I guess, till the birth of Cruz to come in and meet him. But um, I was just so happy and I just wanted them in the room. And so I invited them in the room. So I ended up having so many people in the room. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I... I, I guess things escalated quite quickly and I started pushing and he was out within 10 minutes. What I failed to mention was um, his heart rate dropped drastically um, in the later stages of my laboring and I was trying to push as hard as I can and he just wasn't coming out. And so they ended up giving me a big snip so he could come out um, easily and as quick as he can. Um, yeah. And when he came out, he wasn't breathing, which was quite scary. Um, came out blue and it was a bit of an emergency but I was quite oblivious to the fact I guess like what like, this just goes to show what I didn't know doesn't kill me I didn't I really didn't know what was going on um and within a couple of minutes he started crying and breathing so everything was worked out to be fine but yeah it was a bit of an emergency and at the end yeah and do you think did they sort of tell you that the meconium in the waters was because he was in distress or they didn't really give a reason so my midwife my midwife was quite um relaxed about it uh yeah. the person who did freak out was when i called my mum um she had seven <laughs> yeah. children so i'm a, i'm from a family of seven so she's had seven births and she knows what's up <laughs> so when i told <laughs> yeah. her she freaked out um and she cuz she's had an experience with one of her babies with meconium and it, it didn't end up very well. Um, yeah. ended up in Nico, I guess for a little bit, but, um, yeah. So when I called mum on the way to the hospital, she freaked out. Um, <laughs> and I had no idea. I really didn't. Yeah. And I didn't know what extent Like you know, I didn't, I really didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. And once mm. Chris was born and sort of all breathing and um, he was all fine, did they bring him over to you for skin to skin or what happened from there? When they started to get him breathing and he started to cry, he was put on my chest and we had skin to skin, skin for about, I'd say an hour, an hour and a half. Um, yeah. And then we got, you know, the he started to latch on to the breast and yeah, it was a, it was a beautiful time. Yeah. Oh, lovely. And was he a big baby? Well, surprisingly, he wasn't huge for being so overdue. He was, what was he, seven pound <laughs> yeah. 15. So he was, yeah. I, I'd say he was like a medium size. He was a good size. Um, yeah. But in terms of like having, I guess, the epidural and I was so high on drugs, I, I guess what happened with me was my body really didn't realize what was going on. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I had that bit, big snap and then I tore internally quite badly um, and I hemorrhaged also quite badly and lost nearly a liter of yeah. blood. Um, so I guess I'd say my recovery was quite hard. Yeah. Yeah. And did they have to take you to theater to stitch you up or were they able to do it in the room? It was all done in the room. So, um, yeah, yeah no theater. It was good. Yeah. Awesome. And how long did you end up spending in the hospital? So with 
the loss of blood, they wanted to monitor me. So I was probably in the hospital after birth for about six, seven hours. It wasn't too long, yeah. but they just wanted to kind of, you know, get those fluids back into me, get me hydrated before they sent me off to yeah. birth care. Yeah. Awesome. And how long did you spend in birth care and how did you find that? So I spent, I spent three nights there and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was mm-hmm. the best thing ever. I felt like I was on holiday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, all yeah. the nurses were so, so helpful, the midwives. Um, all the advice was great. Uh, it was so lovely having Jordan as well, staying with me. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, awesome. And what about when you went home? Obviously, you go from being sort of 21, 22-year-old, um, completely independent to all of a sudden at home with your newborn baby. So how did you find that adjustment? Yeah, good question. So um, (laughs) when I fell pregnant, I was a 21-year-old studying my last year of university. (laughs) And within nine months, I was a mom. And it was the biggest life change ever. Um, I remember getting home from birth care and I have never felt so overwhelmed. I I remember getting home and just being like, this child is my responsibility. (laughs) And I am this young girl. Wow. And I remember the, the day we got home, I think it was like maybe one in the afternoon. Um, my fiance Jordan plays ice hockey and he at four o'clock went to one of his games. <laughs> so I was left at home by myself with his baby. I remember him walking out the door and I just freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, massive life change. Massive, massive. Yeah. And how did you go with sort of breastfeeding and what was that experience like for you? So breastfeeding, I loved it, but unfortunately it didn't come easy to me. Um, I, from the get go, I just had a lack of um, supply. I've got small breasts as it is, um, but they just, yeah, when I gave birth, milk really didn't, I mean, it came in, but I didn't have the supply that crews obviously needed. So um, I remember at two weeks, my midwife obviously had been coming regularly to weigh him but he just wasn't putting on that weight and so we just put it down to he wasn't getting enough milk um and from two weeks onwards he was mixed fed yeah which was I don't, I don't know I think like when I gave birth to Cruz it was breastfeeding awareness week um so I felt like there was such a pressure to breastfeed yeah. and exclusively breastfeed and I just felt so like I was just letting my child down. I just felt like a failure that I couldn't give him the supply he needed, like what was wrong with me kind of thing. So I found that really, really hard. Yeah. I found that hard. And so he was mixed fed from two weeks, happy as loved his food. And then from about four and a half, five months, he was solely on formula. Yeah, and he's a big, happy, healthy boy. I've seen him on Instagram. So obviously, yes, absolutely the right thing to do. Thriving. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> cool. And what was your personal sort of physical recovery like from birth um, with your episiotomy and sort of internal stitches and stuff like that? Yeah. So in those first few weeks slash months, I found it quite hard, especially the first couple of weeks, to recover from the stitches. I found even just like walking the most painful thing ever, Um, sitting, just everything was just so uncomfortable, going to the toilet. Um, Yeah, really, really, really hard for me. And um, I also found one one other thing that I found really difficult after birth was I 
put on a lot of weight during pregnancy. Um, And I think that was just due to the fact of being such a healthy, active person before getting pregnant to literally not doing one, any bit of exercise and eating terribly during my pregnancy. (laughs) And I really, really found it hard after birth to shift the weight. Um, And if not, I was actually putting on more weight breastfeeding. So I think that really, really, I found really, really hard. Um, I battled a lot with that. I felt terrible. And I think those first few months, I like looking back now, I think I didn't think at the time that I was not okay. Yeah. Like I, I just felt, yeah, I think it was, yeah, I think I was quite depressed and very anxious in those first few months. Yeah. It's so hard. I think as well, when you're sort of in it, sometimes it's hard to take a step back and realize that that's actually how you're feeling. But maybe upon reflection now it's really obvious. Yes. And that's the thing, like having my second child Miller and going through it all again, I look back um, with how I'm feeling now. I look back and I just totally was, I was so not okay. Um, and I, yeah. And I, at the time I thought it was totally normal. I totally thought it was how everyone felt and it was just normal to feel that way, but it wasn't. Did you manage to sort of get back into your normal fitness and exercise and start to feel sort of more healthy and better within yourself after you stopped breastfeeding and a few months down the track or how did you find that? Yeah. So, um, I think when Cruz was six weeks old, I got back into the gym because I really, really needed that. Like I just needed to have a little bit yeah. of me time um, and get a bit active. But um, I just really didn't see the results. And I was trying really hard and just wasn't seeing the results. And then I switched gyms and I started CrossFit. And um, I absolutely fell in love with it. And I started to see results, quite like, like quite great results. And um, yeah. I think it was just... It was such a good place for me mentally to have that time to myself um, and just to feel good. Yeah, awesome. And how did you sort of decide or did you decide that you wanted to have a second baby? Do you want to take us into that journey now? Yeah, sure. So um, I think Cruz was 15 months. It was December, yeah. And um, we were just like, I so wasn't ready up until then. And I was like, no, no second baby. And I've really got my life back. I'm feeling really good. I'm real, you know, things are good. Why shake things up? (laughs) Um, And then, I don't know, there was just a light, like a light switch turned on and I was like, let's do it. I feel like, let's do it, Jordan. (laughs) And yeah. yeah. And then we started trying and we were so, so fortunate and so blessed to fall pregnant so quickly. the first month of actually trying, we were very lucky. And yeah, we found out like late January. <laughs> awesome. And were you on contraception before trying for your second pregnancy that you had to stop or what was that like? Yes. So I was on the pill before we started trying. Um, and then as soon as I went off, that's when we started trying. Yeah. Awesome. And how did you find out that you were pregnant the second time around? Oh, it was so funny. I remember it was a Sunday morning and um, I was so like, yes, I better be pregnant this month, like no <laughs> expectations. And um, I remember we were all sitting on the couch and I just stood up and I was like, I'm going to get a pregnancy test. <laughs> and I, I, I went to the supermarket, got one and um, took it. And sure enough, I was pregnant. 
<laughs> yeah, amazing. And how are you I feeling? remember holding it and I was like, you would not believe it, Jordan. Oh, <laughs> we could not believe yeah. that. We were just so absolutely so lucky and so fortunate. Yeah, awesome. And how were you feeling in those next few weeks and into that first trimester? Was it much different to your first? Oh, it was 100% different. So um, with the second pregnancy from the get-go, I was so nauseous, um, so fatigued, so tired. I just remember putting Cruz to bed at 6.30 and just falling asleep with him in his bed yeah. um, and waking up at like 9.30, just so disorientated. I remember those nights so clearly. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just fatigued, tired, and nauseous. Yeah. And I know you mentioned earlier that you did a different test to find out the sex this pregnancy. Do you want to talk us through what that was? Yeah, so um, with my symptoms and how different they were to Cruz, <laughs> my mum, she's so traditional. She's so adamant I was having a girl with the nauseous side of things. And so I was like, yes, I feel like I'm having a girl. I really want to know. And so um, we took that uh, NIPT, I think it's called, the test, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, at 10 weeks. and sure enough we were having another boy so that just goes to show (laughs) don't listen to the old wives tales because you still can be very nauseous with boys yeah yeah no for sure and were you managing to keep um active during this pregnancy I know you said that was something that was important to you but you maybe didn't do in your first so how did you go the second time round yeah so 100% different second time round um I fueled my body with great food. I maintained my exercise. Um, I was F, doing F45 till 30 weeks. <laughs> yeah. um, I just loved it though. It made me feel good. It yeah. was my time. Um, and I really, as crazy as it sounds, I really, really didn't want to fall back into those dark, that dark place I was after cruise. Yeah. Um, yeah. And with that all said, I felt great for it. I, um, I had a lot of energy like in my later weeks of pregnancy and I had that energy for cruise and um, yeah, it just made me feel good. Yeah. You know, I think that's important and um, I can relate to your story in terms of just stopping exercise and eating whatever you want in your first pregnancy mm. and then not being able to lose weight after because I'm absolutely in that place right now. So oh, yeah. yeah you can can't be too hard on yourself though. I know, and I know. It's, it's so, such a false, it's a false lie that, because they always, people say you can't get your body back to what it was before babies. And I think that's such a lie. Yeah. Yeah. No, I you know? agree. I so mean, I'm sure, we'll sure we there. have the stretch marks, whatever, but yeah. you can still, you can get back to it and you can feel yeah. fit and you can feel sexy than ever. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Awesome. And did you have much of a birth plan or sort of thoughts around what you wanted your birth to be like the second time? With the first time round, I had all these expectations and I had this beautiful plan and nothing went to plan, right? Yeah. So with the second, I was like, I stripped all my expectation and I was like, it is what it is and just kind of went into it, just really open to anything. Yeah. So no, yeah, no birth plan. Yeah. Awesome. And were you overdue this time before you went into labor? Do you want to take us through that? Miller was three days overdue. Uh, on his due date, I had a stretch and sweep. And I was already quite, I think I was two and a half, three centimeters dilated. And so with the stretch and sweep, she got to me to about five centimeters, which was crazy. 
And so she was like, and my midwife said, don't be surprised if you go into labor in the next 24 mm-hmm. hours because you are, you know, it was a good one. <laughs> it was a good stretch and sweep. So um, <laughs> yeah. we kind of held fire um, and nothing, nothing really happened. And so the three days after, sorry, the third day after Miller was due, I had a reduction in movement. And so I called my midwife and told her. And then about three, four hours later, because it had been my second time with reduction movement, uh, I, previously a week beforehand, I had a reduction in movement. Um, so as it was my second time and my second pregnancy, she got me in straight away to the um, birth and laboring suite up at Auckland. Yeah. And um, yeah, just because she didn't, re- I guess they don't stuff around with that kind of thing. So yeah. For sure. um, yeah, so she called me at a, I think it would just gone for a walk with Cruz to the park and we sat down, got home, sat down on the couch and I had a call from her and she was like, hi, um, I'm up at the hospital. I'd love you to come meet me. I have you a room at, in the labor and birthing suite at Auckland. You're going to have a baby tonight. And so it was very surreal, but um, we organized Cruz, shipped him off to his, um, his nana's and we were up at the hospital at eight o'clock. And then at 8.30, she broke my waters and everything progressed super, super fast. Um, and at that point I hadn't had any drugs, not even Panadol. And I guess just, I really got my breathing down and I don't know, I was in a really good headspace and then I guess everything escalated and I was about 19 centimeters and I was like absolutely in the worst pain I ever, ever, ever <laughs> experienced in my life. Um, and I was screaming for the epidural, but unfortunately I was too far gone. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, gave birth at about, I think it was just after 11. So extremely yeah. fast from start to finish. And he came out beautifully and there was no complications, no tearing, nothing. Yeah. Um, just a whole lot of pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And were you in the water or on the bed or what was your birthing position? Yeah. So I was in quite a few positions. Initially, he was posterior. Yeah. So for about an hour of my birth, my midwife was turning his head around, um, which was super painful. Yeah. Like, yeah, horrific. But, um, yeah, she really, really wanted to get him around. So we eventually got his head around and he was in great position. But um, yeah, I was mostly on the bed. I was, um, a lot of the time I was leaning off the bed, just um, encouraging him to drop down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yes, gave birth on the bed. Yeah. Awesome. And was he popped straight up mm-hmm. onto your chest for skin to skin? Yes, he was. He was, yeah, straight away, which was yeah. beautiful. Um, Very similar, I guess. Yeah skin to skin for about an hour and a half just like Cruz was um although it's just amazing how different my births were I remember when Cruz was placed on my chest it felt like the best moment in the world it was just the most beautiful thing but with Miller because I hadn't had any of that pain relief I remember him being placed on my chest and I just was like in shock like staring up into (laughs) into, onto this into the ceiling like what just happened absolute yeah. shock like couldn't soak up that beautiful moment like I did with Cruz yeah, um, yeah. So and did it take you a little while to sort of come to yeah it took me I think Jordan said like maybe five to ten minutes I was just in yeah. absolute shock I like, could not believe what I had just gone through 
Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And what happened from there? Did he latch on or um, how was that for you the second time? Um, It took him a little bit to latch on, but we got there in the end. I think it was maybe a good, maybe 15, 20 minutes of him trying to navigate his way. He did come out. I remember he came out quite stunned. So yeah, he was like, what's going on? But yeah, he eventually (laughs) got there and yeah, I think he was what on my chest slash breast for a good hour and a half. Yeah. Awesome. And did you go yeah. to birth care this time too? Yes, I did. Um, so that's an interesting one. I remember we were halfway to birth care and we'd planned for Jordan to stay with me in one of the one of the suites and we got halfway there and the midwife called me and was like, Unfortunately there are no um private rooms available. Oh, You're gonna no. have to go into a shared room. And so I think it was like four in the morning and I was just, I don't know. I just, I, I got so upset about it. Yeah. And I was like, I can't imagine Jordan leaving me. Um, oh. But in saying that because it was so, I guess, late in the, like early in the morning, he was only away from me for about four hours or five hours yeah. and then he was back in the yeah. morning. But um, we were so lucky and a private room freed up and he stayed the remainder two nights, which was lovely. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And how did you find yeah. taking Miller home and introducing him to Cruz and adjusting to life as a mum of two? What was that like? So Cruz first met Miller at birth care. The second day we were there, he came at, came up and met his little brother and it was so, so <laughs> special. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. He was absolutely besotted by his little brother. And um, a couple of days later, we brought him home. And, yeah, the first few weeks were just so chill. I mean, Cruz was still going to kindy three mornings a week. So that was a lovely time for me and Miller just to be by ourselves. But, yeah, in general, Miller slotted slotted into the family. So lovely. Um, He's been, from day one, he's been great. Such a great baby. And I'm so lucky. Yeah. Awesome. And did you have a different breastfeeding experience this time around or what has that been like? I guess before I had Miller, I was taking all these supplements to try and up my breast milk for when I eventually did have to breastfeed because I had read something online that <laughs> had said it helped. Um, but no, exactly the same um, second time round. I didn't have enough milk for Miller and from about two and a half, three weeks, he was also mixed feed, just like Cruz. Um, yeah. And I did I did think this journey would be different and my breastfeeding journey would be different compared to Cruz. I thought just like in terms of like how I was, I was so much better mentally, physically. Yeah. And I thought that was why, you know, part of the reason why I couldn't breastfeed first time was just because I was, I was so anxious, I was so uptight, and that just, I guess, yeah, that's why I didn't have enough milk. So I was like, surely second time round, I'm in such a better place. And it was the exact same thing. I just yeah. didn't have enough. So mixed yeah. feed him from about two or three weeks, and then he was exclusively breastfed from about five months. So he was slightly longer um, breastfeeding, but yeah. Yeah, awesome. It was tough and, for me. Yeah, I think it's a really tough one, and we don't talk about it enough, like, Breastfeeding mm-hmm. is actually really hard and there are so many things yeah. that can go wrong or, you know, just you can have a really tough time with it. And I really feel like we don't talk about that enough. So, yeah, definitely can oh, appreciate it. Oh, gosh, it's about. so true. And I, and I just 
you know, you see all these beautiful mums being able to breastfeed so easily. They've got endless supply. And I just like dreamed of being one of those mums, you know? And I really, I think there's such an expectation. And I love, like the sad part about it was that I really loved breastfeeding. Yeah. But I just didn't, at the end of the day, my babies were hungry. And yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a really hard one. And I I remember when I chose to give up breastfeeding with Miller, I felt so sad and just so just say, I don't know. I don't, it's such a bizarre feeling, but I got very emotional about it. And I was trying to hold on to it for so long, but it just wasn't, it just wasn't easy and it was just not working anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think um, you just Mm. sort of have to make that decision at the end of the day. If your babies are hungry, you just have to do what you have to do, right? A hundred percent. Yes, you do. Yeah. And how was your physical Mm. recovery this time? Obviously you had no tearing and no stitches. So did you find it quite different to your first? Yes. So no tearing, no stitches. I felt so good. It's amazing what difference it makes. Um, and I think like when I talked to my midwife about it, she was like, she believed that it was because I, my body knew exactly what was going on with labor. I didn't have all those drugs I did with my first. Yeah. Um, cause she was my midwife for both births. Um, so she, I, yeah, I guess just, it was just such a better recovery, just so much more smooth. Um, I could walk easily. I could, I could wee easily. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was great. So much more enjoyable. Yeah. Awesome. And did you manage Mm. to get back into, um, F45 or sort of physical activity fairly quickly too? Yeah, I think a lot of people may think it was a bit early, but I was, you got to remember, I was exercising up until I gave birth. Yeah. Um. So I think he was about three weeks old when I went back to my first class. <laughs> yeah. And but how were you feeling? Like-, like very lightweight. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to get the body moving again because I had been, you know, regularly doing it up until. Awesome. Cool. And do you have anything else that you'd like to add to sort of either of your stories before we close up? I just think there's a lot of expectation with kind of, I I, th- I think with a lot of the social media these days, there's this expectation to be this perfect mum, you know, yeah. comparison. It's so, it's so easy to compare yourselves with other mums and just, just don't. I know it's so hard. It's so easy to say, but honestly, like it really, it can really get you down. I remember when I had crews and I was in a really, really kind of bad place and just going on social media and seeing all these mums thriving and like killing it. And I just felt like so crappy. Yeah. Um, so just trusting the process and knowing that you're doing a great job and, um, yeah, just, just stripping those expectations, you know? Like if you if if you make your bed and it's all you've done that day and you've looked after your baby and you've kept the baby alive, then you're winning. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred yeah. percent agree. So I think just it's be kind so important. to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and yeah, I don't know, like I feel like with my second I took a lot from what I learned with my first. Yeah. Um you know, I didn't stress the little things. I don't stress the little things. Like if Miller doesn't sleep, I don't beat myself up like I did with Cruz. I am, um, you know, the baby will sleep when it sleep, wants to sleep. <laughs> yes. Just, you know, just, just roll, riding it, riding yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I think that's um, awesome advice. Thank you, Libby Jean. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your stories with us. I think lots of people will love to hear your episode. So thank you. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. No worries. Thanks again to Elevate for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. You've made it possible for me to bring more content every week, so I really appreciate it. Elevate with you every step. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback, so either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at Kiwi Birth Tales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.